What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Weekly Watt. I'm your host, Colin Jenkins, alongside my guest today, Colby Landry, who, for those of you who don't know, she's a strength conditioning coach for the Tempo Fitness Studio, as well as the brand new Tempo Move. Thanks so much for being here, Colby. How's it going over there? Thank you so much for having me. It's going good. Super rainy in San Francisco, so perfect day to talk to you. Hang out. <laughs> Take it's it. definitely <laughs> been a little bit of a bad weather type of day, but I like that too. get, you know, hold up, turn on the tempo. And I saw that you were recently up in uh, Bellevue, Washington for like a meet and greet at one of the tempos brand new stores. How did that go? Oh my God. It was incredible. Um, it is my first time ever meeting tempo users in person, um, wow. not on accident. I mean, sometimes yeah. I meet them in the world, but just in a, in a space that was meant to be an interactive. And it was pretty funny because a couple of times people were like, oh my God, Coach Colby. And I was like, oh my God, at <laughs> your screen name. Like, it's crazy mm. to actually just put a face or to the name and, and have a reason to do what I do virtually. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And then did you guys, do you end up doing anything else fun up there or was like, it's too cold I, to just hunker inside. Unfortunately, I was only there for uh, a little over 24 hours, maybe like 30 hours. Oh, wow. I, yeah. I love Seattle, though. Um, yeah. I know Bellevue was right outside of it, but it's such a cute town. And the store is really cool. I mean, to be able to actually walk in and get to like use the tempo, mm -hmm. the tempo move and the studio and really understand what we do, because it's hard to describe. Um mm -hmm is really cool. And of course, Bellevue is actually just, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's just a giant mall. Okay. It's very bizarre. It's just a yeah. giant outdoor mall everywhere you go. Great for Christmas shopping. So oh, did some of interesting. that. <laughs> all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, this is the weekly Watt where we cover all of the latest connected fitness news and updates, as well as bring on fantastic guests like Colby here to pick their brains and learn from them each and every week. If you like that, you could support the show by subscribing to the Connect the Watts YouTube channel or the weekly podcast of at the podcast service of your choice. And of course, you can tune in and interact live on these weekly interviews here at YouTube at youtube.com slash connect the watts. So, um, Chloe, what I think a lot of people would like to know, and I certainly would, is a little bit more about your background in you know fitness and how you kind of rose up to the position you are now coaching, you know, thousands of people through tempo and, you know, prior to this show, your dad actually filled me in on a little bit. I don't know if you're aware of that. Did you see uh, anything of what he wrote? No. Oh my God. That's amazing. He's way more Facebook and like he's mm. active on social media. He's on it, you know? Yeah, That's well, he amazing. wrote quite a bit, like details, everything from your ultrasound to your 91-year-old grandpa who has a boxing history uh, to your grandma named Sunny, who's a dancer and singer. Uh, and so, but he did mention that learning to box was not influenced by him or anybody, but it was actually your idea. So I guess what influenced you to take up boxing in the first place? Well, what's very funny is I think a lot of people assume that I've just been an athlete my entire life and fitness has always just been something that I love and has been easy mm -hmm. for me. And I've always had a bunch of muscles and that's so far from the truth. And I think my dad was very surprised when I took up boxing because he was a bodybuilder and an Ironman and an athlete and took me to the gym for the first time when I was like 12 or 13 yeah. and I hated it and I just was <laughs> not motivating for me. Um, 
And that being said, I was a drama nerd all through high school, but we did physical theater. So it was a lot of lifting people okay. and, and throwing people using scaffolding. And the first month was all just stamina based workouts because we had to sing and also move around a lot. Yeah. And I think I didn't realize until like 10 years later that the fitness aspect of that was uh, really the most rewarding part. So after yeah. college, and I did environmental studies. I just wanted to help people, but I didn't know how. Mm -hmm. I got a job, just landed a job in sales at Equinox. Um, and it. kind of knew I needed to like reshape my health and wellness because I was just mm -hmm. a waitress and a college girl in San Francisco, like frankly, drinking a lot and eating a lot <laughs> and enjoying life mm -hmm. and not getting enough sleep, that kind of thing. So having a job at a gym felt like, a really nice next step. And they, mm -hmm. my first trainer there was a professional MMA fighter. Um, okay. His name is Israel Delgado, if anyone wants to check him out. Um, he's an undefeated MMA fighter, and he taught me Muay Thai. And it was the first time that fitness felt like I wanted to come back. Like I yeah. wanted to pay him to do fitness. So I continued to do that for about a year and a half and hated my job, but loved Mm -hmm. loved MMA. So I ended up going back to waitressing and getting my NASM certification, um, training at an MMA gym here called El Nino, which is owned by Gilbert Melendez. Um, and decided I didn't see a lot of females holding mitts. So it kind of clicked, yeah. like maybe that was my entryway into fitness because the weight training side of it wasn't the most exciting portion for me when it came to mm -hmm. fitness. Yeah. And got it. And so you started coaching boxing or, you know, um, and then you transitioned or got picked up by tempo, you know, somehow. So maybe tell me a little bit about how that all came about. Well, this is actually a great story because it has to do with Melissa. Shout out mm -hmm. coach Melissa. Um, she is the head coach at tempo. Uh, she used to own a little uh, boutique studio in San Francisco for years. And I mm -hmm. was first a client way back in the day before I started fitnessing. Um, and then when I started doing group fitness on top of being a personal trainer, because the two are very different. If people, people don't seem, don't usually <laughs> realize how different those worlds yeah. are. You, you know, better than anyone coming from CrossFit and then also personal training, which CrossFit does a really good job at kind of marrying the two, but she also does a very good job at marrying the two as the first place that I went that you could go exclusively taking classes and actually see results at a studio. Mm -hmm. So props, Melissa. Um, I taught there for about a year and then she uh, walked away from that studio, did, was doing her own things, new endeavors, et cetera. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, started, little did I know she was working for Tempo, got an email from her and our recruiting hiring manager at the time. And they were like, hey, do you want to come audition for Tempo? And I was like, anywhere nice. Melissa is, I will go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So and I so, am. yeah, yeah. And so for you're coaching in person group classes, then you go mm -hmm. from that to a lot of coaching to a camera, like you're saying, it's how different that could be. So, so I guess different. like, how is that transition of like coaching in front of realistically, like nobody, but, but there's actually hundreds of people on the other side, like how much different is that for you? And how hard was that to kind of transition to like going to that? Totally. Um, 
it's very different and very strange. And it was a really hard transition at first, but it's mm-hmm. been incredibly rewarding because, um, you know, in person, you can only mm-hmm. help so many people. You can only like get through to so many people. You can only inspire so many people. And this allows us the opportunity to like open the doors to everyone and at a significantly less high price than what personal training or hourly group fitness classes usually cost. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's been really good for me because we all go into this industry kind of thinking, Oh, I want to help people and I want to change people's lives. But what inevitably happens is we start training the people that can afford to train with us and the people that really need training are kind of left to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I think tempo for me was the first place that I saw basically a virtual fitness company being like, we're going to be a workout solution, not just a workout experience. And although people don't want to work out for that for more than 25 minutes, or they don't want to lift a heavy weight, we're going to encourage them to do that because it's going to actually inspire results and change their lives. So I've, this is the first job I've ever had in fitness where I've actually seen real results happen right Mm -hmm. i've been been with a lot of these clients long term and they've been actually committing to programs as opposed to kind of falling off the wagon which happens so often as a personal trainer client relationship right Mm -hmm. and and that's kind of an interesting point because it was something i was going to talk to you about too is you know i don't think most people realize because you know you know, advertising the tempo, a lot of it's focused on like the tech side of things, like how can track your reps or help with forum feedback and, and all that type of um, information. But what most people don't realize, you know, when I was reviewing the tempo and taking a lot of classes is, is one of the biggest differentiators isn't necessarily the tech at all. Um, the tech is fine and great, but the more interesting differentiator was that actual program instruction and how things were laid out. Because you know, I take a lot of fitness online classes and they all have their, you know, unique structures and way they're presented. But I found that tempo was kind of a much more similar to what you would get if you were to actually go to like a strength conditioning facility that was, you know, you go and you're taking a class where like you were saying that you're encouraged to do things that it's not necessarily you don't always want to do, or you need to take this much rest between weights, which most people don't realize to get results or their form Mm -hmm. isn't that great. So maybe you should take these classes that focus on improving your form and on and on and on are taking like a 30 minute or 40 minute mobility class to work on some, you know, preventative issues or, you know, making it preventing you from doing what you want to do. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I found that was very fascinating and interesting about tempo because it's, and I think I said this in the review, it's not just like at home training, but it's actually real training inside your home. And like, I think I have a guest now kind of hearing about where it came from, but I was curious about like how that came to be. Cause it seems like all the coaches are pretty much on the same page with this type of philosophy and, and how they create yeah. their, their programs. It really comes from like the first trainers and that were that that's uh, Clarence Cole and Melissa Mm-hmm. Kind of just really being the type of people that, like you said, just want the integrity of their workouts to come through. Like they're, I'm, I'm not just giving you a workout that's going to make you sweat a lot and move around. This workout mm-hmm. is going to help you get somewhere or achieve whatever goal it is that you have in mind. And I mean, I think that 
the the most rewarding part of tempo has been women at tempo realizing that if they want results they need to lift weights and it's yeah. the hardest thing to like tell females to do <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's so counterintuitive to what we've been told for so long and i i I'm really excited for what tempo is bringing because it is the first place that's like, I'm not just offering you some sadistic workout. That's 50 minutes of like running and jumping and like moving and lifting, mm-hmm. um, but actual results. And why are you doing this? What are you doing? Think about what you're doing as you're doing it and kind of being able to hopefully take those movements and maybe even do like your own workout. Maybe you don't mm-hmm. even want to turn on the tempo for a second. And you're like, I know I can pair like squats and bicep curls today. I want to do those two lift you know and i know how to do mm-hmm. them perfectly because i do them often definitely. does that kind of answer your question oh no <laughs> absolutely no no definitely and i think it's just super smart kind of in the direction that you guys are going because like the the brand new tempo move for example uh it's a for those of you who don't know uh tempo the tempo studio i have it behind here but it's it's big it's it's and it, it's a fairly um you know it's a big purchase to make you're investing a lot or oh, there you go it's right behind you yeah um and so but for a lot of people, especially, you know, maybe females who've never lifted weights before could definitely be an intimidating purchase to jump into. Totally. Um, whereas a new tempo move is like under $400 include, it looks like it fit anybody's living room. It looks nice. It's not intimidating. It comes with like enough weights for anybody to get started with and in a strength program. Right. And so it's like, to me, it seems very smart to, to get people in the door and basic strength training and get them kind of um, you know, in that type of program where they're learning these different movements and, and getting better and seeing results. And then, you know, hopefully over time they're like, Oh, maybe I want to get some more weights or, or get a barbell or, you know, they kind of build from yeah. there rather than intimidating them with like, you know, everything at once. Um, so I think that's, totally. that's really cool. I think a lot of people are going to get into, you know, strength training for the first time because of it. Um, well, and it's been very, very, <laughs> I, my gym, I have a gym in my building just opened like, you know, a few months ago and walking around it is, it's sad because you just see people kind of walking around very intimidated and confused. And, and then you see certain Mm -hmm. workouts that you're like, why are they doing that? And you can kind of tell that someone gave them like this move and someone else gave them that move. And now they just go to the gym and do what they've been told Mm -hmm. by somebody somewhere, but they're not actually doing anything like progressive. And those are the people brave enough to actually go, you know, in there, whereas Uh most people just, they don't know what they're doing. So they just really would not feel comfortable going in. So no, it's, it's a great way to get people started, um, into their fitness journey in there. Um, so yeah. And then Colby, I wanted to talk to you about a problem. I know a lot of us are having around the holidays. Um, and that is staying motivated to eat well and work out throughout this month. I know I personally, you know, yesterday I had pizza, I had a burrito. The only workouts I did was I did run a 1K with my three-year-old daughter, but yes. that was a walk for me. <laughs> and I did a, for uh, her, that's what I did a, <laughs> for her, oh, she killed it. And then yeah. I did this, like, I'm testing out the Oculus Rift for another review, which is like a VR headset. And I did this like workout on there, which, you know, we talk about like, it's fun, but we talk about real training versus kind of like other stuff that's definitely in the realm of not real training, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so like even like somebody, I have a ton of fitness stuff all the time around me, it can be very hard. So I wanted to know yeah. one, is this something that you've ever struggled with or like, are you just like a cyborg stay motivated all the time 
time to have a person? I absolutely struggle with it during the holidays and Mm -hmm. like, hello, seasonal depression. Like that definitely happens to all of us too, whether we want to accept it or not, or Mm -hmm. at least the vast majority, I have to think. Um, But I, so I think like the biggest thing is setting goals and not big goals, right? Like if you're not in a position to set big goals in one area because you're stressing about all the other areas in your life, which usually tends to happen during the holidays because there's a million mm-hmm. things to do and accomplish and take care of at once all while trying to seem like you're having the best time ever <laughs> right mm-hmm. um so setting goals that are small like i my goal is to work out twice a week every week for all of winter or my goal is to bake or is to cook dinner every weekday through the holidays like little things like that that can just mm-hmm. make you feel like you're maintaining as opposed to I'm going to get shredded and lose 10 pounds during the holidays. Like that's maybe not going to happen right now. And (laughs) maybe you need to cut yourself some slack and just be like, you know, on Mondays I eat really healthy and I don't eat any dessert. Yeah. The rest of the week I'm enjoying myself and not like making my whole life the stress about fitness and, and big overarching goals that I just don't have the, the wherewithal to handle right now. For sure. And I think that's a great point because I think a lot of people think it's, you know, it's an all or none kind of situation for fitness and that they need to, you know, always be in a certain level or a certain state. But, you know, as people who've been doing it for a long time uh, and seen a lot of people, it's, it's much more cyclical and and there's nothing necessarily wrong about that. Um, But as long as you, but it's better to try to minimize the damage on those periods where, you know, you're not necessarily going full board. It's really important to remember that training is never linear. It's never going to be like, I started here and then I was here and here and here and here and here and here and here. It's not. So you're going to get injured. Uh, Something's going to happen in your family. There's going to be other things that take precedent over your fitness routine. And then that becomes a whole other opportunity for a new Mm -hmm. goal. Say you have an injury. Now your goal is fixing that injury and moving better. And making sure that it doesn't happen again, those sorts of things, mm-hmm. right? Your goal is not losing weight anymore. Your goal is not building your shoulders anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And then in those in-between times, then you can have those bigger goals. But I think the beauty of tempo too is that it really just, it's like, let's move better mm-hmm. and let that be the goal. And then we can maybe compile more on top of that once we feel like we can move well and we feel good about ourselves, you know? Definitely. Definitely. And so in terms of goals and big goals, I wanted to ask you about, you know, 2022, it's almost here if you can believe it. And Mm -hmm. do you, I don't know for me, sometimes I like setting goals for the beginning of the year. Some people do, some people don't. Uh, Do you have any big goals or things you'd like to accomplish this next year? I really want to fight. So I want to get my fight license and take an amateur fight. Um, It's, it was a goal of mine in 2020 and then with gyms closing and really just not sparring mm-hmm. anymore, kind of like took a back seat. And unfortunately, as much as I love my job at Tempo, it does get in the way of my own training protocol. So like, I kind of feel selfish sparring three times a week when I need to be able to teach three classes on Saturday morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So um, with more coaches and um, our company growing, that's going to be mm-hmm. more possible for me. 
And um, then I, I'll have a bunch of tempo people just cheering me on <laughs> my little dinky amateur fight someday, you know? <laughs> yes. But that's something right. I really want to do. I think I need to, I really want to win a fight and I really want to lose a fight at some point in my life. Okay. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, awesome. So, uh, Kobe, I'm going to grab a few questions that I, uh, got from people in the tempo community that they wanted to ask you. I, I there's a bunch, I picked, uh, three, um, so we'll go through the, some of these, uh, Harlan would like to know what you would like to okay. see if we were to fast forward five years into tempo's future. So what, like, what would you love to see in, in five years is a long time. I'm mean, just this past year has been crazy in terms of yeah. stuff. So what would you imagine, or what would you love to see, uh, five years from now with, you know, tempo? I guess selfishly, I would like to see a much more vast boxing program. I would like more boxing yeah. coaches. I would like more boxing equipment. I It's not that far off in the future that we're going to be able to track your movement when it comes to boxing, mm -hmm. um, as far as like the velocity, the power, those kinds of things. Um, and really, like we've just kind of scratched the surface of boxing at tempo. So mm -hmm. I hope that that becomes something bigger and in the same breadth other denominations right like we're about to bring on pilates hope maybe we'll have someone that teaches kickboxing maybe someone that teaches you know well yeah, yeah. it'd be kind of hard but things like that that are just more <laughs> sports specific mm -hmm. um that allow people to find like their niche fitness love and like continue pro to progress with it no that's awesome i i had never prior to like tempo i had never taken any type of boxing classes before and so I've done now a bunch. Um, and I'll have to say that I was shocked at how sore I was because I don't get sore very easily at all. I'm, I'm weird like that. I could do a thousand squats, a hundred burpees. Mm -hmm. I'll be tired and I'll be not wanting to walk around, but I won't be that sore. I was maybe it's because I haven't done it or, you know, you kind of get into throwing the punches or whatever it is. I was like wrecked. My like upper body was just messed up for like the first, you know, week or two when I was doing that stuff. So if anybody hasn't tried it, I would definitely suggest it because it's, it's I, actually way different, think, a lot more fun than I thought. I love that you say that because I think that's also the common misconception with shadow boxing is people are mm -hmm. like, well, if I'm not punching something, like I'm not doing anything. And mm -hmm. you're, you're show, like showcasing that actually when you're shadow boxing, it's a lot harder because you don't have the feedback or the support of something to lean on. You're using only body mechanics, balance and strength, mm -hmm. right? So like if you're throwing that punch, you don't have something to kind of like sit on. You're having mm -hmm. to use your legs and you're having to use your abs and you're having to keep everything locked in and in order not to just fall over. So yeah. shadow boxing is the way that everybody should start to box. It seems like the least glamorous side of boxing mm -hmm. because people are like they feel dumb yeah. essentially yeah but it does the trick and i'm telling you i box for now well just five years but like whenever i film those classes the next day i'm like oh my god <laughs> my inner thighs <laughs> yeah it's 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 crazy it um yeah and so the next question here is uh susan would like to know how you get motivated to teach in front of the camera you know almost every day you know, how you get that motivation to do it? Well, some days are harder than others. Um, mm -hmm. I definitely have like my techs, like the people that operate the cameras, a lot of the times think I'm a crazy person because they see me literally yeah. in tears and then get on, <laughs> on the mat and teach a, mm -hmm. a great happy class. But I yeah. think it's like, really, it's people like Susan, as cheesy as it sounds, 
it's like I am really inspired by their stories. And at the end of the day, I'm not on that mat for me. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't have lasted that long in this career if I did this for me and my own ego. I do it for you guys. And I, I do it so that you guys can uh, see results and, and feel better. Maybe not see, even see results, but just feel better for that that 30 minutes or those 20 minutes, right? So I just have to remind myself that it's not about me. Mm-hmm. And um, also faking it till you make it goes a long <laughs> way. So like, it's not the worst job in the world to have to pretend to smile. And then you kind of leave the mat being like, oh, today wasn't as bad as I thought it was. <laughs> so much better. No. Definitely. Yeah. And so the final question for you, and this was actually the most requested question by far. Uh, it was, how do you work out and sweat without putting your hair back in a ponytail? <laughs> seems to bewilder a lot of people, not me, because I have no clue what that even means in terms of like, I love it. but uh, a lot of people well, want to know how you do it. I use a lot of hairspray, A, a lot of hairspray. <laughs> B, I like, I, this is not my workout. So yes, I'm working hard. I'm burning calories. I'm breathing hard. I'm lifting the same weights as you, but like I'm pulling back and holding back on my workout because I can't be (gasps) like a sweaty mess on the, on the floor because I have to coach you guys. So really it's me holding back. Like I don't, I don't Mm -hmm. curl my hair and put on like a wingtip eyeliner before I do my own workout. I look bad. I usually, my hair is always up in my own workout. So it's mm-hmm. really just, it's vanity. <laughs> I pull mm-hmm. back so the hair can, can live. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Well, Colby, and it was gr- <laughs> and hair, lots of hairspray. Yep. Colby, it was great to have you on. Thank you so much for jumping in with us here today. Uh, so that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we appreciate you being here today as well. And remember to subscribe to the channel or podcast or however you're listening to this so that you can continue to get all of the latest connected fitness news reviews, tips, and guides. I'm hoping to have a review up of the Tempo Move later this week. So make sure to check that out and we'll see you next time. See you later.